the faith to produce. Thank you, gentlemen. We are in this amazing series entitled Juicy. And uh, I was telling my pastor, was asking me yesterday, what are you preaching? I said, we're in a series called Juicy. He texted me back saying, I am dying laughing. Only y'all go name a series Juicy. Um, the, the fact is that we have been learning about the power of productivity and the power of the seed that God has in, my, in our hands. How many of you have been transformed so far by the teachings of this series? And um, we're going to dive in another level today. And I want to today challenge your faith and pull you from a place that you have been to a place where God wants you to be. How many of you know that we need to grow our faith muscles? Two of you. How many of you know we need to grow our faith muscle? And the only way you're going to grow any kind of muscle is that you have to exercise it. Now, I just cussed y'all out because y'all waiting to 2020 to lose 20 pounds. You have made the same resolution every year and ain't lost jack. You about the same fat as you were last year. Say amen to me. The Lord deliver you from that lion you do at the top of the year. Hmm. But the truth is that God wants us to move forward and to be productive. And in order for us to be productive, it's going to require faith. Somebody say, I believe that. Let's jump to Ezekiel chapter 44 and 30. We're going to walk through scripture today. See what the Lord wants to say to us. Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse number 30. The Bible says that the best of all first fruit of any kind and of every sacrifice of any kind from all. Somebody say all. All all your sacrifices shall be the priest. You shall give it to the priest. The first of your ground meal to cause a blessing to rest upon your house. For a quick review, um, what the Israelites were experiencing was the call of God for the first fruit of their harvest. During the beginning of the harvest, they were sectioned off um, the field where the grain ripened first. Somebody say first. It would be quartered off and then it would be marked holy to the Lord. Before the main field was harvested, they would bring the first fruit first. So they would not get this. They would not touch anything else until the first part was brought to the Lord. Somebody say, I'm hearing you. It was taken into the temple and presented to the priest. And there, when it was presented to the priest, a blessing was released upon their household. A blessing was released upon the remainder of their harvest. Are you rocking with me so far? Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10. The Bible says this, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a share of the first fruit of your harvest to the priest. I want to read that again. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when? Somebody holler back, when? Notice it doesn't say if. And say, if you come into the land. I love the people at my church. I ain't said nothing yet. And y'all be like, praise your apostle. Just reading the scripture. I love y'all though. Y'all keep me encouraged. I appreciate my church. (laughs) 
Notice that. Notice that it says when. Somebody say when. That when is prophetic for you. Can I just drop that on you? That when is prophetic on you, for you. It's, it's not a matter of if. I don't want this. It's not a matter of if. It's just when. It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just however God wants to align my obedience with his timing. I'm not, I'm not, it's not if I'm going to get what God promised me. I got 66 books of promises. It's not, it's not, it, will he do it? No, man. It's when, 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 when. I need you to look at somebody that look like they're tired and ready to go home and tell them when. Please look at this. Because I want you to realize this. Even us as new covenant believers, we are engrafted into every promise that was given to Israel. As we are adopted in. Somebody say adopted in. Any promises you see given to Israel is a promise to you. Please understand me. It says when you come into the land which I will give you. So here's a prophetic promise to everyone in this place. And if you catch this, your 2020 is going to be transformed. There's a land with your name on it. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> look at this, please. There's a land with, you, with your name on it, but please look at what this says. He's so generous, he's going to give it to you. It's a land with your name on it. Now, some of you couldn't praise because you've been okay with the cycle of poverty that you've been living in. I said that. And because your mama and your grandmama lived in the studio apartment, you're okay with it. And you're okay. And I'm going to say something that's about to be very controversial. And I need you to really hear me by the spirit and not hear, what I, not hear me by offense. Because many of us are comfortable with using the government. Listen to me. What should have been a bridge, you've made a permanent state. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. No judgment. When you're going through something difficult... You're going through a hard time. You lose your job. Uh, you get into a circumstance where, where things become difficult. And you've been a taxpayer. You better get the government's money. Y'all ain't said nothing in there. Well, y'all quiet. Get that money. You done paid all of this money. Y'all ain't said nothing. You break your leg. Get this money. But the problem is some of y'all don't even got no broken leg. You faking. You don't have no mental illness. You are fine. Nothing's wrong with you. You went to see a psychologist and faked a mental illness. You ain't mentally ill. You're just going through like the rest of us. It's called life. I'm stressed. No, you are living. No offense to people who literally have one. I'm not talking to you. Don't get offended. Hear what I'm saying, what I'm not saying. If you literally have an illness, listen, there's healing for that. There's counseling for that. And we're not making fun of that. I need to be clear on that because it's no joke. Mental uh, uh, health is not a joke issue. But I'm, that's, what my, that's my point. We don't need people who are faking to take the resources from the people that really have a problem. What we do is we are living, and I got, I got to get back to my notes, but, but we were living depending upon things that we were never told to depend upon. So when we get hearing blessings, hearing stories, and hearing prophetic words like God has land with your name on it, we can't receive that because us breaking the curse or cutting the soul tie we have with the government is too much for us. 
Say amen to me. But I believe not in 2020, but I believe before we close 2019 out. Oh, I hear the Holy Ghost. We're about to break the curse of poverty off of your life. I tell you, you don't have to stay where you are when God has a promise for you. Hello, somebody. Let me get off this one scripture. Give you, bring you to a land which I will give you. And when you get into the land, it's a guaranteed reaping. See, you got to pray right. And you see promises like this, and when your life is not lining up with a promise like this, you take a scripture like this and you start praying it every morning. You look yourself in the mirror every day and be like, hey, Sherman, listen here. There's a land that the Lord is about to bring you into, and he's about to give you that land. And when you get into the land, Sherman, there's going to be a harvest that's available for you. Oh, you got to talk to yourself those kinds of ways. When it doesn't look the way you want to look to, you got to align your words with, your, with the plan of God for your life. Listen, I listen. I do personal development. I listen to a lot of, a lot of motivational speakers and stuff, and they ain't do nothing but rip scripture. It's biblical principles that they're making a whole lot of money off of. And here we as believers have the 66 books of the Bible. And you're over here buying self-help books. Listen, I love it and I believe in it. Before you read the scripture though. Dig into the word of God and there are principles in that that can change your whole financial situation. Do y'all hear what the Lord is saying to you? All right. So, and reap is harvest. And the Bible says, then, somebody say then. then. Somebody say then. then. Somebody say then. then. Then you shall bring a sheaf of your first fruit of your harvest to the priest. You're going to bring it to the house of God. Can I review some things for you? So we are getting ready to the last Sunday of January. We as a church are bringing our first fruits offering to the Lord. We are bringing God one week's salary to the Lord the first Sunday in January. Where my praise is at. And, and, I, and I, what did I say? I mean the last. Some people are scared. They was like, Apostle, you said, the, you said the last. You keep saying first, man of God. Did you switch it up? The last Sunday. Saints was trembling. The last Sunday of January. We're bringing our first fruit offering to the Lord. I want to review some things that I gave you that was a difference between your tithe and your first fruit offering. Can we go over that again to help you? Let's talk about this. The tithe is calculated from the amount we have already earned. Okay? The first fruit is offered in relationship to what God wants to give us. You remember that? The tithe we give, which is 10%, somebody holler 10%. The tithe we give reflects our past productivity. I just heard something and I have to address it. Why is he preaching about money? Because you're broke. And for the ones that's not, I'm not talking to you from that perspective. And if you're not broke, you need to expand where you are to the next level. How many of you know there's always a next level? It's as spiritual for me to preach to you about getting saved as there is, as it is spiritual for me to teach you how to steward your finances the kingdom way. Say amen. Amen. And I'm going to teach you well. I'm going to teach you well. 
Let me keep going through it. Uh, the, 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 um, where did I leave off? The tithe um, reflects our past productivity. The first fruit offering declares our future productivity. The tithe is given in faith for protection over what we already have earned. Well, the first fruit offering is giving in faith for protection over what we will earn. Right? The tithe looks back in thanksgiving for all we have received. The first fruit looks forward to the blessings we will receive. The tithe is giving each time we earn. The first fruit is given annually. Are you getting that? It's giving annually. So I, I want to talk to you about something, and it's a word that I want to I want to drop on you today, and hope that you're taking notes today. Harvest time. Somebody say harvest time. Harvest. We we love the word harvest. I, I mean, I like a good harvest. Amen. Praise God. Um, I love to be able to receive when you when you have given and you have sown and you've been faithful to God and you've been faithful steward over your finances. It's nothing like receiving the breakthrough on the other side. Because if we be really honest, the enemy oftentimes tries to attack our faith and tries to get us into a place where we start at sometimes doubting if God will actually come through with what he really said to us. Say amen. You can fake like you've always been full of faith, but I'm looking at you right now. You're shaking. Some of us. Hello. Some of us have been in places. And this is what I tell you all the time about faith. Faith is a journey. And no one, no one can judge your journey based upon their journey. Are you getting this? You cannot judge my journey of faith based upon you. So you know how people be like, by now you should have gotten it. By now your breath shouldn't stink. I mean, that's what I thought. I would have thought you would have learned to take mints. I thought you learned to wash the tail. Come on, say amen. We got a statement at our house that said, your sit down, your sit, your sit down air stink. It's just, we, we got to. Sit down. You know how some, why you're trying to play me? You ever had somebody sit down and then something came up and you was like, Who? It's all right to smile in church. Why are y'all so stuck up in here? You, 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 have you ever smell somebody? You was like, what was that? Oh, sit down, ass things. <laughs> oh, that blessed me so. Somebody say harvest time. <laughs> say it again. Harvest time. So, so you got to believe that no matter what the journey is, I'm on my way to my harvest time. How many of you believe that? That your harvest is nearer than oftentimes what you have realized. Now, let me help you with this. Harvest time was significant because, because that was when the hard work the farmers had poured into their crops all year began to pay off. I want you to think about that. I have worked all year. I want you to think about it. We're talking about the faith to produce. I have worked all year. And then as soon as I get my harvest, you talking about bring the first to you? Can we talk about faith? Can we talk about faith? I've worked all year to produce this harvest. Now I have the harvest. And now that the harvest is here, you're asking me for the first of it. Yeah, I don't know why y'all sitting there like that. Some of y'all last week when I when I dropped it on you that you was gonna bring it to the Lord, you was like, "Excuse me." You mean you're gonna be giving your first fruit offering? <laughs> uh, uh, some of us was like, uh, "What did you say? Say that again." He said that kind of fast. What did he say? Right? Because I, I it's like we work hard. How many of y'all work hard in here? Talk to me in here. 
How, how many of you, don't lie, how many of you have been honest and say you've been faithful giver to God, that could God and to those around you? Amen. Wave your hand at me. I appreciate those that's not lying in God's house. We, we have been consistent. Somebody say we've been consistent. So then it takes faith to take what I worked for. And then you tell me I'm supposed to bring it somewhere. Somebody say you helping me. They were literally reaping what they were sowing. They literally reaped what they were sowing. And God called his people to bring the first yield, the first fruit from the harvest as an offering to him. No other crops could be harvested until the first fruit was presented. It takes faith to obey God. Write this down. Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. I'm about to drop some principles. Let me tell you this. These principles are going to hit not only your finances, but it's going to hit the stewarding of your entire life. I need you to grab this. Everything, everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Every single thing works by faith. You can do nothing in the kingdom of God without faith. Right? You can't get saved without faith. Right? You, you, you can't receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost without faith. Right. You can't you can't you can't live the life that God has has told you to live without faith. Are you understanding this? It takes faith to live the Christian walk. When everything in culture is speaking opposite to what you're supposed to live, that requires faith. Why y'all ain't saying amen? When everybody else is around, listen to me, it takes faith to keep your deliverance. How many of you be honest and say, I'm saved, but I'm still being delivered in some areas, right? And there's been some moments where, where you came out of some stuff, and then you were in some environments that were very enticing. And it will require faith for you to hold on to what the Holy Ghost gave you. Somebody say, you're preaching, Sherman. It takes faith. It takes faith. It takes faith. It takes faith, right? It takes faith when, when, you, when you, you've been committed. Okay, I'm going to be delivered with my mouth. I'm, I'm no longer going to say some of the things I used to say. I'm, I'm not going to cuss people out at the drop of a dime. Somebody say hello. You be like, what, what, what you want? What you want? You, 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 we're not going to do any more of that. The Lord, I'm, I'm just, I'm, the Lord has delivered my mouth. Then you get into an environment. Y'all work with me. Where you, where you, people just be real with me and just be honest that sometimes people just make you want to ask are you stupid no seriously are you like why well, y'all don't want to walk through this with me and be real you're like no no are you really dumb like seriously why y'all trying to leave me by myself on this stage <laughs> you have looked at people and be like no are you seriously are you stupid? And you'll be pushed into a posture where you, you, feel, you feel pulled back into that old man. Where you want to deliver a couple of words to them. I got a package for you. Hello? Special delivery. It takes faith. Somebody say faith. 
to align yourself with what God has done for you and to hold on to that and say, I refuse to become what I used to be. I'm going to become the new man in Christ that God has created me to be. Somebody say yes. Everything in the kingdom of God takes faith. It takes faith to get healed. It takes faith to get healed. Even if it's not your faith, somebody else can believe for it. But it's going to require faith. Somebody's faith is going to be worked in order for you to receive anything that God has for you. Are you getting this? It's, it's going it's to, it's going to, it takes faith to tell the truth. I know y'all don't think it does. But it takes faith to tell the truth. It takes faith to walk in the plan of God. Look at somebody and say, you need faith. Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. So my, my question for you, and I, before I ask you this question, actually, let me give you another nugget. Let me give this to you, okay? Faith is not faith until you... Say it for the people in the back. Faith is not faith unless you... Faith is not faith unless you bust a move. Faith cannot, can, it's not faith, you can't stand in faith. That's what y'all always saying, I'm standing in faith. Well, I don't know if that's faith, boo. You, you got to have some action with that thing. Faith is action. The Bible said faith without works is, that means it ain't faith at all. So faith requires action. Your faith can be proven. Your faith is not secret. You can't have secret faith. If you have faith, it's going to tell on you. Faith leaves clues. If you're walking by faith, we're going to be able to tell that you've been working your faith in your life and that it's produced what it's produced for you. You've got to work your faith. And how do I work my faith? Faith requires, here it is, trust and obedience. I just cussed y'all out. Y'all still here. Faith requires trust and obedience. Are you getting this? Proverbs 16, 20. Let's look at it. Proverbs 16, 20. The Bible said, he who heeds the word wisely will find good. So he who obeys will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Good scripture. I love that. He who, he, he who heeds the word or obeys the word wisely will find good. But he and he whoever and whoever rather trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Leave it there. So, so you've got to catch this something right here. Some of us, we, we, we're having issues being able to get good and to find happiness. And a lot of it is connected to the fact that we do not trust God. It'll feel better if you just say amen, I promise. Because you don't trust God. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But I trust him. The name of the Lord. Listen to me. You, you, you got you to gotta put your trust in God to the point that you say I have unshakable trust. I will not allow distrusting people shake my trust. You need ironclad trust. 
Your inability or your unwillingness, rather, to, oh, to trust God is not going to affect my trust in him. Are you getting this? So I got to defend my trust game. I got to defend it. I got to stand at the gate of my trust game. And not allow anything to enter into it or to mess with it. Because if I trust in God, that's where happiness is found. Here's the next thing. Let's go to Proverbs 3 and 5. We're just walking through the scriptures. Hmm. This is good to me. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, you know this one. You know this one. Trust in the Lord with what? And lean not to your own understanding, right? In all your ways, what? And he shall direct your paths. Like, we learned this in Sunday school. Those of us who used to, anybody ever went to Sunday school when you were growing up and went to Sunday school? Right? They had the little books. Yes? Depending on where you went to Sunday school, the teacher that didn't really know what was in the book. I used to sit in Sunday school sometime and be like, why are you in the Sunday school class? Why are you the teacher? I'm eight, and I can tell you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Verse 7, do not be wise where? There's a thing in scripture called the wisdom of man. And oftentimes we start believing our own hype. This is good. People start celebrating you so much, you start believing everything they say about you. You got to believe, you know, it's nothing wrong with celebrating yourself, but some of the stuff that people say to you, they just gassing you. yourself because you'll be wait, wait, somebody would be here can I get a find a couple of honest people in and so, I mean because if you aren't be honest when people gas you it feel good can y'all be honest in here and people are like my god you're just the most amazing thing on the planet which trips me out is when 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 couples gas their spouse and it ain't true They'd be online, this is the most amazing woman I have ever met. You just said the other day you hated her. What are you talking about? Keep your gas. <laughs> Do not be wise in your own eyes. Are y'all learning anything? At least a couple of things. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Fear the Lord and depart from what? Mm -hmm. Depart from evil. Here's the last one, verse 8. It shall be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So many of us need to understand that your faith is not solid if it lacks trust and obedience. Please get that. Your faith is not solid. Solid if it lacks trust and obedience. You've got to obey your way. 
you obey your way. Everybody going to upgrade and I'm going up and here come the next level. You obey your way. You, you don't pull on the wisdom of experience. Because what we often do, we're leaning on the wisdom of experience. Saying, well, I experienced this in life, so then this connects to where I'm going. But how many know you've never been where you're about to go? I, you've never been this way You have never been this way before. So you cannot depend upon the wisdom of experience in order to get you to a place you've never been before. you got to pull on the God that knows everything at the same time and pull on him to give you exactly what you need to take you to the next level. Genesis 4 and 3. I'm going to show you something. And in the process of time, we read this the first week, I think. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Next verse. And Abel, somebody say, hey, Abel, also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain. He did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. But we talked about in week one that the reason why God accepted Abel's offering is because Abel's offering was the best that he could bring God. It was the first fruit of his, uh, of his stock. Are you following me? Versus what Cain offered God was just an offering. Are you getting this? So there's a difference here. God honored him. And then I found something in Hebrews chapter 11 and 1. Let's go. Your favorite faith scriptures. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith, say it with me. It's the substance of things. <laughs> For by f- oh, That's okay. For, 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 for by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Next verse. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Here's what we haven't seen. By faith, Abel. Please just hold this for a second. By faith. So when when Abel brought what he brought to the Lord of the first fruit, the only way he could do it was by faith. It said by faith, Abel. By faith, if I'm going to go to the next level, whatever it is in life, it's going to require for me to do it by faith. When you go to the Hall of Fame of faith, you see people who accomplished amazing things. But every single one of them accomplished it by faith. Not by their ideas, not by their family line. It all was accomplished by faith. Can I tell you something? What the Lord is about to release to your life is so unimaginable. You think you have seen it, but you have not even really seen it. He's only giving you a glimmer of what you can handle. He hasn't even given you, he hasn't even given you nowhere near the full picture of what he wants to release in your life because your finite mind cannot handle the level of revelation of what God wants to bring you into in your life. But I'm telling you, if you'll just step into what he has shown you by faith, then you'll release the next step to you and then you move into that by 
by faith. And then if you, if you hold on to that, then he'll release the next step and he'll give it to you by faith. And somebody said it happens by faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. Let's look at that. He offered a more excellent. What made it more excellent? He obeyed God. Obeyed God. He obeyed God by giving God what God wanted from him. First fruit. He obeyed God. And when he did that, it became a more excellent. Somebody say more excellent. More excellent offering. He obtained the witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And, th- and through it, he, he being dead still speaks. The, the impact of what he did in obedience to God is still talking after he's dead. I need you to really grab that. So what that means to you is that when you obey God at the level that you should obey God, that obedience will speak beyond your years. What you do today, look at your neighbor say today, is not just for you. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, what you do today is not just for you, but it's going to impact everything even after you. Your commitment to obey God is going to do something amazing. I have a statement that I say oftentimes in business, and it's this, that I want my faith and my obedience to God to speak so loudly that all of my kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, and great-great-grandkids are going to have a big picture of me in their house. And they're going to say, that's Big Daddy. And because of what Big Daddy did... Back in 2019 and 20 and 21, it made a way for us to live the life that we are living right now. My obedience is going to speak after I'm in the grave. My faith is going to speak when I'm dead and gone. I will obey God. Hit your neighbor say, obey him. I got to get out of your hair. There's a cycle. There's a cycle of sowing and reaping. There's a cycle of sowing and reaping. And, and I want to show this to you. There's a cycle of sowing and reaping. And you've got to work the cycle by faith. The fact is, you've got to plant. Somebody say, i got to plant. Come on. And this relates, listen to me, this relates in everything you will ever do in life. Right? Because we're not just talking about the sowing and reaping of money. We're talking about the sowing and reaping of your talent. We're talking about the sowing and reaping of your time. We're talking about the sowing and reaping of your efforts. God wants you by faith to live the generous life that will cause for the cycle to not stop moving in your life. Somebody say, I like it. There's a cycle of sowing and reaping. Okay, as you walk through that cycle, God blesses your harvest. You plant. Somebody say, you plant. So, you know, people hear about planting all the time. We're talking about planting. We're talking about how on the last Sunday of January, we're going to bring God our first fruit offering. We're going to plant. Somebody say plant. But how many of you know whenever you plant a seed, right, that seed is really just the beginning? Because locked in every seed is a forest. Y'all. Locked in every seed is a forest. I need you to think about how many seeds you have in the ground. See, anyway, if you, you, haven't, you haven't been speaking over your seed the right way because you're thinking one seed, one blessing. 
Instead of understanding one seed could mean thousands of blessings. One seed could mean thousands of fruit that gives more seed in the fruit. I plant the seed, then I tend to the seed. How do I tend to it? The water, the word. See, we plant and we walk away. But what if you started planting whatever seeds it is? Everybody say whatever seeds it is. What if you started planting those seeds and then started tending to it? What if you started planting the seed and then started taking the water of the word and every single day started releasing the word of God on it? See, we, 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 we plant and walk away. But what if you started planting and intending, speaking to it, declaring the word of God over it, finding you a scripture to stand on and speaking over it on a daily basis until everything changes. See, see, the thing is, if you don't begin to speak the word, then you're going to hear the voice of everything else around you. You got to make sure the sound of God's word is louder than everything else around you. Somebody say, I hear you. You got to make sure the sound of God's word is louder than your inner, inner turmoil. You got to make sure the sound of God's word is is louder than the poverty around you. You got to make sure the sound of God's word is louder than any negative voice that could come. You got to declare the word. You got to declare the word when you don't feel like it. You got to declare the word when you feel like it. You got to declare the word when you want to be in the closet by yourself and don't want to be bothered. And you got to declare the word when you feel like coming out in the light. It's a dedication that no matter what season I am in, I'm going to work the word no matter what. And the problem the enemy wants you to live in is biblical illiteracy. The devil wants you to be in a place where you do not know the word, so then you won't speak the word. But I need you to hear somebody next to you say, you got to get the word. Planting, tending, reaping, planting, tending, reaping, planting, tending, the reaping comes out of the reaping I sow. Y'all seeing this? And then I tend again. And then here comes another reaping. And out of that reaping I sow, and then I tend again. And out of that, God releases the anointing for multiplication in the cycle of sowing and reaping. Now, this is what I want to do right now. Because what I felt just come in the room is a stingy devil, and I don't like it. And I want every single one of you in here to know that God says that out of the generosity of our hearts, listen to me, that things will begin to be produced in our lives. So I need you to find you one more neighbor. We're about to go now. I need you to find you one more neighbor and tell them it's important that you let go of any old mindsets but you receive what God is saying over your life that he's about to bring the greatest harvest you have ever seen I wish I had somebody that would say that to somebody else I'm out of here somebody tell he's about to bring the greatest harvest you have ever seen now, when he brings the harvest and he brings you into the land, you got to bring them with his and get in the cycle. I am not teaching. Every cycle ain't bad. There's some cycles you got to grab a hold of. There's some cycles you want to break. And then there's some cycles that you got to continue. You can't let go of the cycle. I'm going to remain in the process until I get exactly what it is that God wants me to have. And then I'm going to steal sow. And then I'm going to tend. And then I'm going to reap. And then I'm going to sow. And then I'm going to tend, and then I'm going to reap, and then I'm going to tell. I have faith to be productive. Stand on your feet.